Move Forward Radio is brought to you by ChoosePT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Eric Reese. The American Physical Therapy Association has kicked off a public awareness campaign to promote the power of physical activity to prevent and address a host of health issues and improve quality of life for people of all ages and abilities. Yes, physical therapists help people rehab from injury and manage physical problems, but that's only part of their role. What do physical therapists have to do with addressing the much broader issue of Americans' alarming lack of physical activity? Everything, says longtime physical therapist Carrie Pagliano, who joins us in this episode of Move Forward Radio, noting that physical therapists are movement experts. A board-certified clinical specialist in both orthopedic and women's health physical therapy, Carrie is the national spokesperson for the public awareness campaign. She has spent the last 20 years helping people achieve or return to active lifestyles. What are the recommended guidelines for physical activity, and what are some easy and fun ways to achieve them? What resources are available to help people take the first step toward better fitness? And how can a physical therapist help you meet the physical activity guidelines that benefit your health and quality of life? Carrie answers those questions and more. She also admits that her own motivation to uh, get moving sometimes needs a push. Her first bit of advice, don't get bogged down in the loaded word exercise. Here's our conversation. Carrie, thanks so much for joining us on Move Forward Radio. The reason we're talking at this specific time is that the American Physical Therapy Association has just kicked off a public awareness campaign to promote physical activity in this country. A lot of people probably think of physical therapy in relation to, uh, to rehabbing from injury and uh, a physical therapist like you as being health professionals who uh, they see when they have an injury or a physical problem as opposed to, to seeing a physical therapist as their uh, partner in strategies to move more and reap the health benefits that come from doing that or to take their fitness to the next level. So I'm going to want to talk with you a, a little bit about what physical therapy and physical therapists have to do with physical activity. But first, let's start by discussing physical activity itself. Um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services defines it as, quote, any form of exercise or of movement of the body that uses energy. Pretty simple. I mean, if you look at it that way, physical activity sounds less like, quote, unquote, exercise, a word that can seem to some people like a kind of a chore and more like something that a occurs naturally as part of doing things that we enjoy. So first of all, Carrie, can you talk about how you'd like people to look at the term of physical activity and how it relates and maybe doesn't relate uh, to exercise, quote unquote? Exercise is physical activity, but not all physical activity has to be exercise. And I think that's one of the things that holds people up a little bit is we get caught up on this idea that exercise is this big challenging thing when actually um, physical activity um, is just something that could be as simple as walking the dog or playing with your kids or, you know, doing a little light stretching or yoga. So I, I think the most important thing here is not to make exercise or physical activity seem like this big intimidating thing. It should be something that you enjoy, something that you do with friends and family, and that'll be the thing that makes you want to continue to be active for sure. 
So with fiscal activity, in a sense, you're making it sound kind of like that's the easy part. So the hard fact is that regardless, Americans, more than 80 percent of us, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, don't get enough exercise. And more than 15 percent of us are considered to be, quote unquote, physically inactive. Those statistics were compiled before the coronavirus pandemic and related safety measures, which presumably have resulted in even less physical activity for some people. So, Carrie, can you talk about some of the reasons why so many of us spend so much time sitting. Absolutely. I mean, Corona, I think, has really emphasized um, the issues that we have. We're, we're sitting all the time, and there's much less of a clear delineation between when our workday ends and when our normal kind of personal day starts. And so um, we're constantly sitting, and unless you plan ahead um, to be outside or, or up and around and doing something active, it's, it's really easy to just kind of continue sitting and, and being more sedentary. Um, and to be honest with you, I mean, chronic conditions and pain can make movement even a little bit harder, you know, never mind um, having a pandemic to have to deal with. And and as you as you are moving less because of or at least partially because of the pandemic, that's increasing those chronic conditions and making it harder, making it kind of counterintuitively making it harder to exercise. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think the hardest thing, too, right now is things starting to open up a little bit is if people haven't been exercising or working out, they're worried about hurting themselves again or they're worried about getting started and getting going or not making the time. So um, there's, there's definitely challenges just in general, but getting back to kind of normal everyday activity after pandemic has definitely made things more of a challenge. So um, insufficient physical activity has a lot of uh, health consequences, and, and, and pretty much none of them are good. Uh, what are some of the biggest concerns and risks of an inactive lifestyle uh, with regard first to physical health, but then also if you could talk a little bit about the mental and emotional uh, aspects of health? Absolutely. Usually the physical issues are the ones that, that people tend to be most familiar with. So um, risk for issues including obesity, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, um, and some cancers, and that's just a few. Um, definitely feelings of anxiety and depression are higher among people who don't get enough activity. And again, I think in addition to the pandemic, just being less active is, is heightening some of these issues as well. Well, um, how about the, um, uh, the, the anxiety and depression that, that can result from uh, re reduced physical activity? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. There's actually good data to show that the less active you are, the more at risk you are for anxiety and depression. And there's good data to show that those issues can be affected as you have more of a regular um, physical activity regimen or workouts or those sorts of things. Well, clearly there are many benefits to increased physical activity, but um, I've read HHS's uh, guidelines, and, and, and frankly, they, <laughs> as a layman, they sound a little daunting to me. Um, adults should engage, in this, and this is HHS talking, adults should engage in at least 150 to 300 minutes a week of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity or 75 to 100 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity. On the surface, at least, uh, that sounds like a lot to me. So, so what does it really mean in practical terms? I mean, what might some of those minutes consist of? And also just what defines aerobic activity anyway? 
Absolutely. So I, I think anytime you put a big number on it, it sounds really scary. And so, you know, 150 to 300 minutes, like I, I can't even figure out where that would fit in a chunk in my week, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> um, and I've got two elementary school kids who were homeschooling for several months. But um, aerobic activity, basically anytime you're getting your heart rate up and you're a little bit short of breath, those are the type of activities that we're talking about. Um, but when you start to add up the little things, um, I think it makes a big difference. So, you know, cleaning the house, uh, maybe a, a few more of us are doing that more now than we used to if we're not bringing people in. Um, going for walks uh, with your family or walk with your pet, um, you know, playing with the kids, the, all those little things do add up. So I think when you start to patch that together and you get more of a sense that activity is just moving, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a clear delineated workout, those minutes actually do add up pretty quickly. When you talk about getting minutes to add up, uh, Carrie, is there is there a minimum amount of time? Uh, you know, people might say, well, I only have five minutes or ten minutes here or there or something. Can, can, can those small increments of time also help? Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's, you kind of take it where you can get it, and um, every opportunity is a chance to move a little bit more. So if it's a matter of, you know, it, you, you go to the grocery store and park a couple blocks away as opposed to parking right up next to the store. That's another opportunity to, to walk a little bit more or, um, you know, take a couple extra opportunities to go up and down the stairs in your house. That's just a couple more minutes of, of activity that had you not thought to do that otherwise, it's, it's just a great opportunity to add more movement into your day. Well, and also, if the goal is to be physically distanced from people, there's there's no better place than the outer perimeter of a parking lot, I imagine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> your social distancing and getting your physical activity, and it's 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 win-win. Right. So, um, uh, those uh, HHS guidelines, those those minutes that we just talked about, that's what's recommended for adults. Are are there differences for gender and age within those recommendations, and also, do they differ for children? Sure. So HHS guidelines um, are for all age groups, but not by gender. Now, preschool, these are your kids that are three to five years old. They should be active throughout the day, um, and that's important for their growth and development. And again, having two kids that were that age, you kind of don't have a choice <laughs> from a safety <laughs> perspective. You need to get them out and about and burn off that energy. Um, adolescents are defined um, between ages six and 17, and that's actually where my kids fit in. So my kids are um, six and a half and nine, um, they should be getting at least an hour more of moderate to vigorous physical activity per day. Um, and again, coming off um, homeschooling where a lot of them were expected to be on computers all day, or again, if mom and dad are trying to work and the kids are you know, plugged into the screen, it's really important, um, I think more so than ever, because they're not at school to do regular PE, and maybe they not, may not be doing um, you know, regular uh, summertime activities or sports or things like that, it's really important to make sure that they get out and get that exercise. Um, now, there's other guidelines for older adults that are 65 and older, um, women during pregnancy and postpartum, and that's my area of expertise. Um, so I, I love working on that piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then adults with chronic health conditions or disabilities, there's guidelines for them as well. But the, the big takeaway here, I think, is everybody can benefit from moving more, and we just want to do the best that we can to, to meet those recommendations um, for aging. Ability. And again, if anyone wants specific guidelines per age group or, or gender or what have you, they can go on HHS's site and find those specific recommendations there, right? Yes. 
Okay. So uh, what happens if you're getting physical activity, but you're, you're not meeting the HHS recommended guidelines? Um, uh, per our conversation before about small increments, I mean, does, does some physical activity still help? Absolutely. Something is, is better than nothing. And I, again, I think that's also um, a barrier for people sometimes. Um, you think about, you know, New Year's Day and everybody's going to start their new workout. Um, and if you, you don't, you know, hit every day in a row that first week, then you're kind of shot the rest of the year, right? And, right. and that could not be further from the truth. I mean, every day is an opportunity to move a little bit more, to make a conscious effort to just keep moving, maybe get your heart rate up a little bit. Um, just every little bit helps. So I, I introduced this discussion by noting that, uh, that many people won't draw an immediate connection between physical therapy as a pursuit and a goal and the role of physical therapy and PTs like yourself in, in our society. So why is the American Physical Therapy Association launching this physical activity campaign? I mean, what makes PTs ideal health professionals to lead this bandwagon? So considering that I've, I've spent the last 20 years focused on movement and physical activity, I mean, we could not be um, a better match for talking about physical activity. So um, the campaign is rooted in, in our profession's mission to improve the health of society as a whole. So regardless of ability or fitness level, so it doesn't matter if you know, you're elite or you're brand new at, at trying to get moving again, um, this is for everybody. And the beautiful part here is that research has proven that physical activity benefits us not only physically, but mentally and with our social health. Um, and it's the easiest medicine and it's the most helpful medicine with so many different things. Um, but yet most Americans, I think it's up to 80% of adults and adolescents, don't move enough for their age and ability. A quick break to encourage you to move. Physical activity is associated with a reduced risk of chronic disease, not to mention improved bone health, cognitive function, weight control, and overall quality of life. Simply put, more movement is the gateway to better health. Need some help to get going? Physical therapists are movement experts who use exercise, hands-on care, and patient education to help you meet your goals. You can contact a PT directly for an evaluation. Learn more and find a physical therapist near you at choosept.com. So you own a physical therapy uh, practice that specializes, as you had mentioned earlier, as you'd referenced, uh, in women's health, and you speak nationally on issues related to pelvic pain. But you've, uh, you've got a lot on your plate uh, aimed at helping people to achieve and maintain their optimal health. Um, I see, for example, that the, uh, the popular fitness magazine, Shape, lists you on its masthead as, as among, and this, this, this I loved, I, it, it lists you on its masthead as among its quote-unquote brain trust for matters related to being strong and well. So first of all, brain trust. <laughs> are, are they just being whimsical there, or did you have to take like some kind of IQ test to to, to prove your, your your worth in this no, area? No, I I I, I kind of like it. I like the I like the title. Um, it's it's a pretty incredible um, list of individuals on there um, across the board from health and nutrition. Um, just uh, so many different things, and I'm completely honored to be, um, I think I might be the only physical therapist in the Brain Trust, and it could not be more of an honor to be able to um, show up as a physical therapist, as an expert in movement, and, and be able to give some advice and, and guidance. Um, so it, it's a really cool thing, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to contribute to the conversations about um, being strong and well. It hasn't gone to your head, has you? 
No, I don't think so. I'm good. You might have <laughs> my husband. He might give you a different answer. <laughs> you, you haven't manufactured some some fake diploma to put on your wall or no, anything like that? No, not yet. Not yet, but great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the point is you've written about and advised a lot of people on the best ways to, as, as Shape puts it, uh, be strong and well. What are some of your recurrent messages, and in what ways do they relate to you and your colleagues, uh, what you do as physical therapists? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the pieces of advice I give out most often is that um, the best exercise or activity for you is the one that you'll actually do. Um, We're not going to do things that we don't feel good about or we don't have a, a, a good outcome or good impact from, but things that we enjoy, things that we can do with our family and our friends and our kids, those are things that will keep us doing it again and again. And so finding that match for people is something that I really enjoy doing or getting them back to doing the things that they love to do. Um, I think that the other piece of advice um, that I give is to um, really look at what barriers that we put in front of ourselves. Like, if if our understanding of, like you said, the word exercise is, you know, a, an hour workout and if you do anything less, it doesn't count, like then we probably need to change what those expectations are. And that's what I think part of this campaign is, is to understand that everything we do, how we move, um, you know, if it's as simple as, you know, taking the kids out for a walk or walking the dog or something like that, that still counts. Um, And so it's these little things that add up to the big changes that we see in physical and mental health. So let's talk a little bit about APTA's physical activity campaign and and the website. Uh, ChoosePT.com is is APTA's uh, uh, consumer-oriented website. What will listeners find when they visit that site? How can they maximize the experience and get the most benefit from the site's information and resources, Carrie? Sure. So ChoosePT.com is the APTA's official consumer information website, and that has information and tips and tools that are provided by physical therapists, and that's to help people get or stay moving. Um, And the goals of this campaign are to help Americans embrace this active lifestyle, to choose movement, to choose better physical and mental health, and to choose physical therapy if they need to get or keep moving. Um, And it's a great resource for anyone that wants to improve their health and learn how a physical therapist can help them improve barriers to movement, um, which might include pain, um, and then also take their fitness to the next level. So it's, it's really chocked full of information. Uh, one of the resources on that site that you, that you hadn't mentioned is, is a basic self-assessment that has uh, several simple exercises that almost anyone can perform on their own to think about their own level of fitness. Uh, for whom would this tool be helpful, and uh, what's the goal of assessing one's own uh, physical status? Sure. So I think having a screen gives people a place to start to have a conversation. So we all have kind of these ideas of how fit we are, what we can and can't do, and the screen is a way to just make it really objective, and lots of times it might show things that you didn't realize you might need a little help in. And so it just gives a nice baseline to start to have a conversation with a physical therapist or another healthcare provider um, that you might need a little bit help and to identify some of those areas um, 
that you might need to focus on for your age and your ability. And the exercises are really brief um, and pretty much anybody can do unless you have like a pre-existing condition or other health concerns. You definitely want to talk to a physical therapist first. Um, but it's going to look at four areas and those areas include flexibility, balance, strength, and then cardiovascular fitness. So you, you, one, one key, two key words that you mentioned there are really brief. Uh, we should stress here, this is not a very time-consuming or involved exercise, right? No, absolutely. And that, we wanted to make it that because, again, um, we don't want to put barriers up for people to, you know, find um, ways to improve their physical activity. So it's a, a real quick screen and just give you a place to start. And this really emphasizes that everybody's different and their needs are going to be somewhat different. Absolutely, and that, that's honestly the favorite part of, of, of my job as a physical therapist is to, to, to find what, we, what that person in front of me needs and how we can help them as an individual. Now, what's the best way for uh, people? You, you talked about connect, the possibility of connecting with a physical therapist to, to go over some of this stuff. What's the best way for them to connect with a physical therapist in their area uh, of, uh, of the country for a thorough evaluation and, and to help uh, improve their, their fitness deficits? So on choosept.com, there's a PT locator, and all you need to do is type in um, the area that you're looking for geographically, you know, zip code, um, or if there's any other specific um, type diagnosis or something that you're looking for, type that in, and then the list comes up as to options in your area. Okay. Uh, and that's, uh, that, that also breaks down to different areas of practice, right? Absolutely. So, for example, if you wanted to find somebody that worked in women's or pelvic health, and let's say you lived in the D.C. metropolitan area, if you topped in, popped in your, your zip code and identified that area of practice, then my name would come up. Okay. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Um, <laughs> uh, people can have uh, legitimate reasons uh, related to uh, health or personal circumstances to modify or limit their physical activity. Um, and uh, uh, people of all ages, abilities, and fitness levels, including those with physical limitations and, and chronic diseases, all, all fit into that group. They're encouraged to find ways to include more movement in their daily, uh, daily living. But we're all very good at uh, making excuses. Um, I'm, I'm certainly no different from anybody else's as far as that's concerned. Uh, what about you? Uh, even if you know all about the benefits of physical activity, motivation sometimes can be hard, right? Uh, what's your advice to, to bust real or perceived barriers to physical activity? Absolutely. Well, there's, I think there's a lot of pressure on us as physical therapists. I mean, we, we want to, you know, walk the talk. For example, I mean, the, the pandemic obviously has been hard. Um, as we're starting to shift out, my, my kids started um, a modified swim team practice last week. And it was only 30 minutes, and it's the first time that, um, you know, that they've practiced at the same time. And uh, last week, I decided oh, I was just going to stand around and I talked to another parent. And then I realized um, early this morning they had practice. I said, gosh, you know, that's 25 minutes right there. And so I did a quick little planning. I threw a couple things in the car. And while they were doing their, their swimming, um, I set up a little mat in the parking lot and, um, you know, did some push-ups and some air squats and a couple of mm -hmm. swings. And I got my workout in today. And I feel like a million bucks because that box is checked. So for mm -hmm. me... Um, it's, it, the excuses pile up. I mean, work happens for sure. Um, for me, I think what's helped the most is if I plan ahead. Um, and again, I had 25 minutes. I normally would go to the gym and do much more, but that's what I can get in today. And that, you know, I, I, I feel like I was the 
quintessential multitasking mom this morning and really, <laughs> really proud of it. And you know what? Honestly, I know it's going to change again when the kids do or don't go back to school in the fall, and I'm going to have to figure it out again. So um, whenever you notice yourself making excuses, I think for me what has helped the most is just do a quick little bit of planning ahead where you can find opportunities to move a little bit more. And I've never once done any sort of workout or exercise and felt worse afterwards. I always feel better. And that's, I mean, 90% of it is getting your shoes on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point. You, you do tend to always feel better afterward. I'm, I'm just wondering if you're going to shame some of those other parents into joining you in that parking lot. Uh, I am wondering. There was there was one mom watching me from her minivan this morning. <laughs> I might walk over and invite her to come on over for a socially distant workout. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, you know, uh, we, we've talked about the coronavirus and people have, have been sort of on uh, physical activity layoff or, or at least uh, exercising less maybe during this period. Um, what if you're basically starting from scratch and trying to wrap, ramp up your physical activity? Uh, where's a good place to start? And is it ever too late to get started? Definitely not too late. Um, I, I always point to my parents on this. My parents were always very active. We, we lived in a rural area. We you know, chopped our own wood, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't until um, I started doing sports in high school that my parents decided that if they wanted to see me on the cross-country running or the cross-country ski course that they needed to run or ski. And so they picked up both sports um, when I was in high school. So they were probably late 40s, early 50s. And that's something that they've continued to do. They picked up biking and hiking, and, and they've been much more active, and that wasn't at all how they were when, when I was small. So it's definitely not too late at any age. Um, as far as going back after corona, I think that the biggest thing is to remember that you are not the same physically as the last day that you walked out of the gym or the last day that you walked five miles, which might have been, you know, three months ago. And so to start and build that base up again um, is super important. Um, so, so make sure that your, your mental um, and your physical match up and you don't overdo right off the bat. But again, that's where a physical therapist can be super helpful um, to design a baseline program um, to meet your needs, your challenges, your goals. And, and actually, that's a lot of what I've been doing more recently with a lot of my clients as things are starting to open up. So um, for, for us, it's just a wonderful opportunity for us as, as physical therapists to um, identify, diagnose, find any sort of movement problems um, as people start to go back into workouts and keep them moving longer and um, with less pain. Have you been finding among your patients and clients that there's a lot of interest in that in, in figuring out kind of how to ramp their physical activity back up? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, again, I think people realized um, we just had a moment to stop and get out of our regular schedules. And people have spent more time with their family and they want to be more active and they want to do it, um, I guess, quote, the right way. Um, and they don't want to be hurt. And um, I, I think it's, it's lovely having the opportunity to be able to work with, um, you know, all members of a family or a neighborhood or something like that to be able to get people working back up to their 5K or being able to, you know, walk with their family members or, or friends for, for longer distances or even just, you know, keep up with your kids. So um, it's, it's been a really fun new challenge um, if, if you can have such things after a pandemic. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, the, the word fun takes on a little different meaning in these circumstances. Exactly. <laughs> but you can still have it. Yeah. 
So um, just last question, just a kind of a, a softball question, but it would just give you an opportunity. Is there anything else you'd care to, uh, to share or further emphasize in, in closing? Well, I think the biggest thing is definitely check out choosept.com for more information and resources. And if you're not sure if a physical therapist is right for you, that's a great place to start. Um, and, and again, like this is such an amazing time right now to be able to get moving, get a little guidance if you need to, use the screens, figure out where your baseline is now after a couple months, um, and really take advantage of um, trying something different and new and, and getting more active. Well, Carrie Pagliano, thanks so much for joining us on Move Forward Radio. We've appreciated your, your sharing your insights with us. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or find previous episodes at choosept.com the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at choosept.com.